Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of In Jessica's Corner with Mrs. Keep It Real. So first I want to apologize for my inconsistency with uploading new episodes every week. Um, I had a lot going on and so that pretty much inspired today's topic which is simply reality check always give thanks so just to give you all a little bit of context to where I'm coming from um, my birthday was about two weeks ago Uh, prior to that you know I thought I was in an amazing place Um, I'm working in my career I feel really good about where every part of my life is going and this was a birthday that I can genuinely say I was happy about everything. Well, the weekend before my birthday, unfortunate events happened. Um, Just to be brutally honest, for about five minutes the Saturday before my birthday, I thought that my mother was going to die in my face. So I'm going to put that out there so that you can understand why anything that I may say today is so dramatic um obviously she was back to normal at the end of that five minutes um as you probably could imagine that definitely scared all of my entire existence so it was something that I had to really get over that was if if I've never experienced like PTSD I feel like I might have experienced it with that. Um, But just to clarify, she is fine. She is back to normal. Um, That appears to be a one-off situation, but it was very scary, and I'm just glad that everything worked out. So, of course, as I was stating, I probably experienced every possible emotion from that moment until about last week Thursday and I don't know when he'll listen to this but I want to publicly apologize to my husband because I was probably very harsh to him and some of it was probably not even intentional I was just dealing with everything on my own which is what I normally do so for me I probably went through The emotions of fear, being disappointed, being angry, losing complete control, losing hope, and most importantly, and most, the most unhealthy of all of these, stressed out to the entire max. I literally just started to feel like I was just going through the motions, and unfortunately, the people closest to me had no idea that I was falling apart that way. I don't even think they realized that those circumstances affected me to that magnitude because from an outward appearance, I definitely did everything in my power to make myself look normal because I had to go to work and I had to be the best version of myself at work because again, work is still new. I want to be the best marketing professional that I can be and I can't do that if I allow the emotions of what's happening outside of those four walls to get to me that much so pretty much last week Wednesday between last week Wednesday and Thursday I finally got tired of being down in the dumps I had no choice 
But to decide to be happy, I was literally consumed by the what ifs that didn't happen. And I allowed it to affect me as if it occurred. So just to clarify what I mean by that, I literally had wrapped my head around losing my mother or her health failing quickly and her needing me in ways that she's never had. And then beyond that, me having to change the entire course of my life to give her the necessary support that she needed. Y'all, none of that happened. My mama went back to life as normal. She is living her normal life right now. And I was so afraid. And so that let me know a few things. I have to appreciate her for everything that she will ever do in her entire lifetime and connection to me. Just her presence alone is enough for me at this point. Um, It also forced me to realize how important the people around me are because you take for granted the impact, the presence, the power that someone just being in your life can have on you. And the thought of her not being there was enough for me to lose my mind. Okay. But thank God the light bulb came on and I realized that I had to be grateful that God turned that thing around. On the other hand, if things were worse, I would have had to simply accept what God allows. And no matter how big or small the presence of someone in my life, I just I just have to value them and value what they add, whatever flavor, whatever context, whatever impact. I just have to value it for what it is. And so, of course, I just recently had a birthday celebration at my house. And to be quite frank with you, the outpour of love was exactly what I needed to turn my whole mood around. So had Wednesday or Thursday not happened for me, I do feel like that party would have shifted me in the right direction. So I have decided to write an open letter to my family and friends. And I guess, and and the funny thing about this is, you guys, I wrote this before all of this happened, having no idea that this would happen, of course. And I just want to pour my little heart out. Hopefully you all can appreciate it. I am reading it as it is written. So if I stumble over some words, please forgive me. But I hope that I inspire somebody to be honest with themselves in relation to how they conduct themselves with people their shortcomings in taking advantage of the presence of people. And when I say taking advantage, like not valuing it for what it's worth and apologizing for just being who you are sometimes, because sometimes who you are is too much for people. And it's not too much for people because your personality is something that they can't handle, but it can be too much for people because we all have flaws and those flaws will always come across as the most belligerent existence of you to somebody that, that offends okay so I hope that this touches you as much as it touched me and I hope that it inspires you to take a step back and look at the people around you and causes you to always be grateful and always be thankful for who they are in your life and you just being connected to them can sometimes just be enough 
So first I want to say thank you for being a part of my life. Growing up as an adopted child, I realized that most of the people in my life were there simply by choice. It wasn't based on you being my cousin and having no choice but to love me. When my mother made the decision to parent me, you welcomed the opportunity to make my life great. I know that dealing with the concept of Jessica is a difficult one. At first glance, you are unsure if I'm ready for war or mad at the world. I'm most often the one to react versus respond. My tone is one that seems as if I was served razor soup for breakfast. Please understand that I am a work in progress. Some of it is simply just who I am. Other times, I'm so deep in my head that I don't even realize it. On the other hand, maybe, maybe I'm just not in the mood. (laughs) I may call you with all my drama, yelling and screaming, acting extremely irrational, with little remorse for anyone's emotions but my own. Sorry, I'm selfish. I always make an attempt to access the positive impact or outcome for me. I also gauge the importance of relationships based on the level of mutualism for both parties. I am no longer a pitcher eager to be poured into everyone else's glass without ever receiving my own refill. Sorry, not sorry. I know that you've watched me cut people off as simple as a switch. I finally learned that it's directly related to my desire to remain in control. Truth is, I'm a control freak in that I want order. I want it to be done the right way, whatever that is. I don't want to feel like this is a battle versus a blessing. My support system is never my amen corner, but the constructive criticism that I need to be better. Sometimes I do feel extremely annoyed with them specifically because they don't say what I want to hear, but I appreciate all of your willingness to keep it real with me, no matter what. I'm also aware of my lack of display of affection and love. I hope that my actions speak louder than words, or affection that I could ever show you. 2019 taught me to consider everything that makes me uncomfortable. I know that pushing myself into discomfort is going to ensure that I grow beyond the boundaries that I've set for my daily operation. The imaginary boundaries that I have established. I'm glad that everyone decided to call me out on my shit. Don't let me continue to operate in the state of regression. I cannot become the woman that I aspire to be without the love and support that each of you have provided. Continue to give me a hard time. Thank you. I just want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all in so many ways. That situation really humbled me because there was just this instant support from even my friends. And and let me just clarify, I never thought that they wouldn't be supportive, but I just felt like in a situation like this, there was this 
overwhelming amount of support and compassion and concern for both myself and my mother. And I don't know, you know, sometimes you get so consumed, you just don't think that people care that much. And I hate that I ever made that assumption because I now see that the people that I'm connected to, y'all are some bomb ass motherfuckers, okay? And I want to inspire everyone that listens to this episode. I hope that you can be that kind of person for someone, even if it's not me, okay? Even if it's it's not your friends and family. Like, let's take a moment and think about the people that don't kind don't don't have that kind of love and support. They're not surrounded by people who care. They're not surrounded by people that genuinely want to be there for them when things get rough. Think about the person that's been struggling for their entire life. So if I'm 29, they've been struggling for 29 years, up shit creek without a paddle, no guidance, it's dark, it's dreary, they can't see their way through. Imagine being that person. Put yourself in their shoes for five minutes. And then compare that to yourself in the in, in your situation with your support system for five minutes. And you know that there's support that you're guaranteed to count on. Take a moment to step outside yourself. Think about the people that don't have the blessings that you have. And try to be that blessing that someone else doesn't have. I actually did that at work one day. Um, I'm normally, and this is me being real transparent. I really don't like to be helpful when I start a new job because I know that what you start, you must finish. Um, I have a teammate. And so she started a couple of months before me. And, you know, I feel like there's always some questions. But, of course, me being the team player that I am, me being the standard, me being a, a child of the king, I'm always willing to be helpful. Now, mentally, that might not be what I want to do, but I know what's right and I'm going to live by that and stand by that and do that. So she was having a pretty tough time with something at work. And so I just decided to ask a series of questions to see if I could assist her. And I wasn't able to assist her, but I was able to assist her in looking at it differently and give her some perspective to where what she thought was a major issue was really minor. Um, and what she thought was unachievable, she could achieve. And sometimes you just have to be that person for people because they might not have that. That might not be who they, who they are as a person. They might not be able to step outside of themselves. If you have the ability to step outside yourself and think of someone else, do that. So I will challenge each and every one of you to please share this, like, comment, share, subscribe when it's posted everywhere. And... I challenge you to be an agent of change. Take a moment to step outside yourself. Don't do anything that you would normally do. Or just take it one step at a time. For 10 minutes out of your day, do something that makes you uncomfortable, that makes someone else comfortable. And make it obvious. Go out of your way to think about someone else. Go out of your way to make someone smile. Go out of your way to be that's something that someone doesn't have. And I promise you, it would be so rewarding to see yourself be a blessing to someone else. I thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I know that it wasn't the most exciting. I know that it is kind of sad and dreary, but I hope that it moves you the same way it did as I was preparing this. I appreciate all of your support. I know that you all have been waiting on me to post a new episode. So 
I look forward to hearing all of your feedback. Thank you so much for supporting me thus far. Chat with you guys next time. Welcome back to another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that seem to be taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. Hey guys, so I want to start this episode off with a few questions. (laughs) Just the level set expectations. Are you a daily routine kind of person? Normal schedule and nothing extra? Your willingness to spice it up is very cautious. Yeah, me too. I normally give like a window for flexibility and I think it might be time for me to switch it up. Like, what if you added one extra event, one extra group, one extra community event, or an opportunity to your plate? It would shift your normal schedule and require commitment. I think those are the two things that make the biggest difference. Pushing yourself into new things means you have to do more. You have to be committed and you won't have the freedom to continue doing things as you normally do. So I have struggled with this all of 2019 and of course at this point I am beginning to prepare for 2020 and all of the goals that I want to achieve there but I had to stop for a second just to get myself together and realize that listen love there are some things that you can do right now there is no reason to wait for another year to spark your interest in trying something new and pushing yourself into that uncomfortable place. So, today's episode is entitled, Get Uncomfortable. There's no reason for us to be comfortable anymore. So understand, it's time for you to push yourself out of your comfort zone. You cannot grow and develop as a person if you refuse to do what scares you, pushes all of your limits, and makes you the most vulnerable. Now, one of those things for me was this podcast. Another was successfully executing my job search. I played with the idea of possibly being successful, but of course, doubted success and support. I realized that a large amount of my fear was all in my head. Don't let your thoughts limit you. That is the first message today. Oftentimes, we get caught up in what other people will think of us. We're not great enough. We don't have enough impact. We don't have enough influence. We observe the people that seem to be mastering the things that we aspire to do. And we look at their current positioning and question whether we have the ability to be that great. So for you, it might not be a podcast. For you, it might not be a new job. For you, it might be starting your YouTube channel. For you, it might be starting a book. For you, it might be starting a blog. For you, it might be becoming an influencer and really revamping your Instagram page, your social media footprint. For you, it might be starting that new business and you might not feel like you have the necessary tools to execute any marketing needs that you have to really get your brand out there and increase brand awareness. But You see other people do it and they may or may not have the same 
level of strength when it comes to marketing, but they, they have somehow figured it out. Like, do not let your thoughts limit you because you will really convince yourself that you can't do something and you never tried. The fear of failing, the fear of not getting it right, the fear of not having support is exactly why I didn't release this podcast earlier than December of 2018. And you know what I did? I decided I'm not going to wait until 2019 to start this. And to be honest with you, I've been very slack the last couple of months with this podcast, but that is perfectly okay because guess what I decided? I was making some changes to my podcast and I wanted to do some things differently. And I said, oh, I'll just execute everything in 2020. But I allowed my thoughts to limit me because I thought that I had to start the new year off brand new. I thought I had to start new tactics with the promotion of my podcast in a new year. And I allowed my own thought process to limit me. So I want you to be very clear about the fact that you will convince yourself that you can't do it because you're afraid. You will convince yourself that you can't do it. Because the devil and the enemy really wants you to think that you will fail at everything you try. You will convince yourself that you are not worthy if you don't continue to push yourself into that uncomfortable place. Being comfortable allows you to convince yourself of those things. But it's when you get uncomfortable that you are convinced that you can conquer the world. So let's start to push ourselves out of our comfort zone and really embrace the idea that being uncomfortable releases fear and enhances the presence of risk-taking and being a go-getter and making it happen regardless of any questionable doubts that we might have. So I feel like you have to really think about the things that you want to do from the positive outcome of what it can produce like you just have to wake up one day and decide that it's time to do this and it's for you it's not for the satisfaction gratification none of that it's literally something that you want to do it drives your passion it fuels your passion it pushes you to happiness it allows you to define your own level of success and that is more than enough for you to be propelled into the direction of executing everything that you have written out on that plan or that sticky note or in your notebook or wherever you decide to notate the, these next steps. It's important to really understand that it's just time for you to do this for you. Like, I realized that always wanting to go with my always practice concept of never caring what someone thinks was the best decision that I've made. Because sometimes, you know, I do put myself in a position where I question the validity of people's opinions or I question the relevance of feedback that I might receive from time to time because it it starts to make you question like is this just an opinion or is this the truth of who I am is this the truth of who I will become is this the truth of the impression that I leave with people and so vulnerability is like my biggest pet peeve and it's very unlikely that you will probably ever see me cry or break down and I never want people to see me in that state the soft side of me is a very reserved portion of my life and only a few people really 
get the opportunity to meet me at that point. So since I've finally gotten to a comfortable place of being pushed into vulnerability, being pushed into being uncomfortable, being pushed into a challenging environment, at this point, I feel like I can conquer the world, okay? And here here are another few things just for me to be transparent. When it comes to this podcast, I did kind of feel like the fact that I didn't make a podcast or didn't release a podcast or didn't record a podcast all this time, that I'm probably losing traction with my audience. But I promoted a few of my older episodes and it looks like the people that didn't listen had the opportunity to listen. So my impact was still felt. I was still able to allow my passion to empower someone else. And that was enough for me. I didn't need anything else. So as you're beginning to consider those things that you want to do in 2020, I want to challenge you to consider the things that you can do right now and consider these factors as you call them out and really identify the things that the tasks that can be completed right away. They don't have to wait. Timing is not of the essence when it comes to that. Like really consider Is it something that you enjoy doing? Is it something that excites you? Does it make you feel accomplished? If it does, you deserve to feel that way all the time. Understand that your commitment and your drive to the things that you love fuel your passion, which is a source of your happiness. Possibly, it could extend to community development and expansion or personal development and expansion of who you are and extension of who you are, the connections and relationships that you develop. There is a great joy of the outcome of outputs from your input because it gives you more reason to be committed to that task, goal, project, baby of yours. Now, once you're already out on a limb, what else do you have to lose? Like, you got to understand that love it or hate it, if you enjoyed it, it was worth it. And if you didn't, Let's try something else. It's literally a trial and error. And that can be the avenue that pushes you into the unthinkable that you enjoy even more than you ever thought. Like that one thing that you've been considering, just do it. Fail or succeed. You have what it takes either way. Understand that you can do the unthinkable. The limits only exist within you. It's time to erase these barriers to your brilliance. Push yourself into your next endeavor of greatness before the close of 2019. I am really motivating each and every one of you, I hope, or that's my intention, is to motivate each and every one of you to start those things that you've been putting off for weeks, months, years. Make it happen right now. For me, I wanted to learn how to swim. I started swim lessons last Saturday. My grown self, almost 30, One of the things that I want to do, must do, is learn how to swim before I'm 30, and I will. And I'm not going to stop until I can, and I'm going to make it happen because I'm an overachiever, amongst other things. But call out that one thing that you must do. Call out that one thing that you have been going back and forth with in the back of your head. I really want to do this. I really want to have this impact. I really want to start this business. I really want to buy this car. I really want to buy this house. I really want to fix my credit. I really want to save more money. I really want to read this book. I really want to push myself to go to an event by myself. I really want to market myself 
from a branding perspective, I really want to grow and develop this aspect of my life. I really want to develop strengths in this area. Whatever it is that you want to do, I am begging you to take steps to make that happen now. Do not wait until next week. Don't wait until tomorrow. Do it right now because the time that you've wasted considering doing it the next day because it's on your mind and because you're using this like Anytime that you think about it, it gives you this emotion or this adrenaline, I'll say. And it it makes you feel either happy or pretty discouraged, pissed off, angry, like a failure because you haven't tried something. It gives you some level of fear because you don't want to put yourself out there. Whatever that emotion is, use that to fuel making it happen. Even if you're afraid, consider the options of doing it. Consider the, consider the outcome of if you did it, all of the great things that can fall into place for you. If you execute this one task, if you fulfill this goal, I'm sorry, if you reach this goal, if you fulfill this dream, if you complete this one to-do off of your list of many, how will this help you get to the next to do on that list? How will this help you get to the next level of who you are personally, professionally, emotionally, spiritually? How will it assist you in growing? I'm just hopefully pushing you to a comfortable place of discomfort. I want everyone that's listening to me to become comfortable with being uncomfortable because guess what? When you're uncomfortable, you grow you learn about yourself, you take risks that you would never take, and you are in a space to learn and receive so much of the greatness that this world around you has to offer. And I know that like, you know, there's a lot of negativity that's surrounding us, but if you take this positive approach to being uncomfortable and really looking at uncomfortable circumstances as an opportunity to learn and grow, you will be amazed at how much your eyes will open to the lessons around you, how much your eyes will open to the opportunities around you, and how much your eyes will open to the reality of the greatness that lives within you. You are greater than you ever thought you would be. You are actually probably greater than you currently believe. And if you just use that to fuel your everyday life, you will be checking things off of your to-do list left and right. Now understand that I am speaking to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you with this episode because there are some other things that I wanted to get done and I've been putting them off for a long time. And guess what? I am doing it. I'm committed to it. I am making it happen. 2020 will end will will end. 2019 will end and 2020 will begin with some things checked off of my to-do list because I am extremely committed to simply making it happen. Gone are the days where I just sit around and wait until next week to do something that I can do right now. So I hope that you have decided right at this moment to pull out that notepad or pull up your phone and go to your notes, write out those things that you need to do. Prioritize them based on what you can do right now and what's going to take some time or what's going to require other steps before that can be completed. 
set out a plan make sure that it's a realistic one and execute as much as possible if you need any kind of motivation inspiration if you just want to have an accountability partner i am here for all of that so please as always remember to like share comment subscribe hit me in the dms whatever you need to do to make this happen y'all we are getting uncomfortable and we are making things happen thank you so much for listening i can't wait to chat with you guys next time so today's topic will cover the millennial view of being the black professional. So I'm sure that most of you at this point have achieved some level of success in your career and you are the black girl or the black guy that works in an environment where it's predominantly white or maybe there are a few other brown brothers and sisters like you, but most of the people there, the majority would incorporate white America. So of course, our largest struggle is always going to be being the black face in a white space. I hate being the only black girl because I feel like it puts so much pressure on who I have to be because because I might be the only black person that they come in contact with from a close quarters perspective. I have to be sure that the way that I am portraying myself and the way that I present Myself, I have to make sure that I'm not the most obnoxious version of an African-American person. And so side note, let's all be honest with ourselves. We all know that ghetto, loud, obnoxious, uh, doesn't have a good grasp of the English language. Probably pretty intelligent, but they don't speak in a manner that would display that. Or they don't carry themselves in a manner that would display that. Or to be honest with you day-to-day interactions they lack professionalism to say the least we all know those kinds of people and unfortunately we aspire to to pretty much portray ourselves as someone that's so far away from that particular ideology that we don't we don't even want to slightly represent that kind of person and so in doing that You're always feeling like you're making an attempt to avoid compromising the truth of who you are. Like, I like fun nails all of a sudden. And so at some point, I started to consider maybe I don't have to wear fun nails anymore. Because if I'm sitting in a meeting with my colleagues and I start talking with my hands, which I do a lot of the time and I'm doing it right now and you all can't even see me. I do feel like it's distracting. I do feel like that it it draws their attention to something that is not the focus and I might not have their attention. They might not be following me. They are distracted and that kind of thing. But I had to realize that this is who I am and I'm not going to change who I am to accommodate some people who could care less what I do at the end of the day. Beyond that, it goes further into when we're talking about the presentation of who I am, how I wear my hair. Like, will I get these braids that are long all the way to my butt or will I get this weave that is long or will I get this color? colored hair or will I wear my natural hair you know all of these things you go back and forth with you have to get to a point where you're just comfortable with that because that's who you are that's the truth of who you are and you should own that because guess what every day in white America they get to walk around and pretty much they are comfortable with being who they are and we oftentimes get into their space and we're kind of going back and forth with, oh, I don't want to do too much too early. I need to figure out what kind of environment this is. Or I need to level set their expectations based on the other brown sisters and brothers there. What is normalcy for them? How do I assimilate to that? 
And the problem truly is like you're hungry for success and you're willing to put in the work to get to the next level because that's your passion. And then in in making an attempt to do that, you realize that you have to play their game. And that boils down to only the strong survive in this environment. You have to have the thickest skin because guess what? You have to be an exceptional worker. You have to work 10 times harder and you can never be mediocre in order to meet their standards of expectations. And they may never directly communicate that to you, but it's the reality of where we live, eat, breathe, and thrive every day. We are pretty much the disenfranchised party. This environment was never developed for us. Thankfully, we have broken barriers and we are now able to exist within their environment. But we have to understand that it was never developed for us to be comfortable in it. It's, it's just the facts of life at this point. Now, there are some things to consider here. They won't all give you a chance. Because some of them will continue to believe that because of the color of your skin, you you will never qualify for that role. You will never have the capabilities to execute the roles and responsibilities of that particular position with great stride. You're just not the best at it. The system was developed for their success. And it might not apply the same for us, as I already stated. And you have to prove yourself forever in this place. And that can be very detrimental to who you are. Because if you are constantly living day to day in a thought process that you have to prove who you are, you have to prove that you're worthy, you have to prove that you're capable, you have to prove that you're doing the best, you're better than your counterparts, if you're always living in a state of, I have to prove, it puts you in this, it's like you're overextending yourself because something as simple as sending an email becomes a 10-day event because you have to make sure that in everything that you do, you are the best. You execute well. You're not just executing. I mean, that was okay. You can't be mediocre. So you have to make sure that everything that you do is top-notch. And I'm not saying that when we go on our jobs every day, everything that we do, we, we should want to put our best foot forward at every step along the way. But I think it's just it's a different mindset when you go to work and you feel like, I have to prove myself every day. These people don't value me. These people don't respect my abilities. Or these people don't acknowledge my abilities. I have these qualities to contribute to the overall success of this company. And it's just as important as whatever qualities you bring to the table. Like, it's the reality of the world. Now, the reasons for victory, even with those things considered... God's grace is enough and his grace is more than enough to be honest with you and because of his grace that's why you're sitting in that seat you were chosen because you are capable you are qualified and you yourself can be your strongest advocate in that environment now in saying that you have to make sure that in everything that you do, you are doing the best at it. So now we're going back to 
or if you feel like you have to prove yourself where it goes beyond that you have to take a certain level of integrity in your work and if you take that level of integrity and you are committed to never being mediocre or never allowing mediocrity to be attached to your name if that's if that's what you allow yourself to carry as the tone of who you are or as the display of the kind of person that you should be accepted as, then in those things, they will begin to see the quality and integrity of your work. They will begin to see the dependability and the kind of coworker, teammate, employee you are. Now, there, there are some things that require a cautious approach. And so... I am at a point professionally where I'm like living in the cautious approach for a lot of different reasons um, that I, I won't necessarily point out here. But I think the call out game in the event that you have a team member that hasn't done something or you have a team member that isn't carrying their weight. Or you have a team member or a manager or a coworker or whatever, whoever it is in your place of employment that needs to be called out about some behavior that is not necessarily allowing productivity and success. There's always some caution around that because guess what? For me as a black woman with long black braids and nappy hair, and this is all from their perspective, not mine. If I decide to aggressively call someone out I become the angry black woman I do not become the employee or the teammate or or colleague that is providing constructive criticism and even with constructive criticism my tone is always a factor because I don't want anything to be interpreted the wrong way the one thing that I've learned about working in white America is that white Americans take a lot of what we say literally personally or completely the wrong way and a lot of it has to do with presentation um there is this sense of normalcy of how we communicate within amongst our own people but i mean even sometimes there we can read it wrong because there are other contributing factors to how that message was sent but the presentation of the message is sometimes the part where I feel like there was no reason for you to take that the wrong way. But if you feel like I'm calling you out, that's what you took personal. You didn't take my criticism personal. You took the fact that I was calling you out personal. And now we have a problem because you want to make me out to be the bad guy. You are the easier target to be the bad guy if you've always been that kind of aggressive person. So I have decided to be cautious in my interactions with people that I work with until I really figure them out. Now, sidebar. I most often give all white people a chance because I'm not racist. So I don't look at life like they're white. They don't like black people. I'm not going to talk to them. And there will be some white Americans that will listen to this podcast. And I want you guys to know that like this is in no way to bash you all because I actually like y'all. But I think I want to point out the nuances of working in your world and trying to really like find a comfortable place that works for us or finding that level of comfortability that allows us to just thrive and be great. Like normal day-to-day interactions and even the attempt of normalcy and casual conversations can sometimes be very awkward and uncomfortable because there's just that lack of 
understanding when it comes to cultural differences sometimes other times i just think it's the it's the fact that oftentimes we can't relate our experiences are not always the same and so sometimes there's that kind of disconnect as well beyond any of that lack of trust in my ability knowledge or even my potential is something that i have a problem with I find it very hard to believe that a company would spend all of the money to recruit and then hire an individual if that person was not qualified to do it. Now, I always understand that there's a learning curve and I always understand that there are like processes that you have to learn. If this is your first time doing something, the entire experience is a learning process for you. You can't just jump into this and assume that, oh yeah, she should know how to do this because... I'll just use my job as an example. Marketing at this company and marketing at that company is two different things. Processes are different. Approaches are different. How they even execute marketing practices are completely different. And so if I'm used to type A and now I have to switch to type B, which which might be completely different from each other, you have to understand that like because I'm so committed to type A at this point, because that's all I know and that's my comfortable place, I'm learning everything about type B and I'm probably going to ask a million and one questions. If I don't have the answer, I will never lie and say I have it. I will definitely tell you I'm going to reach out because I've not had to execute that kind of plan, complete that kind of task. That is the first time anyone has asked me that kind of question. The nuances of everything that I do at work could be very different from the last time I did it at my old job. I don't know. Just anything like feedback is extremely critical for me. And I feel like that's on both ends because I do feel like sometimes we get so caught up in having to ask ourselves, is this happening to me because I'm black? Or is this happening to me because there's a disconnect between my colleagues and I? I feel like I I go through that mental process sometimes because I do sometimes feel like things happen to us because we're black. And we can't prove it. And most times when we assume it, it probably is closer to the truth than a lie. But I'm always open to constructive criticism because I want to know your experience of me and I and I I would like to possibly have the opportunity to discuss ways that I can improve that from your perspective like in your experience what has been better and I will do that with anyone of any color because I feel like the way that someone experiences you gives you insight into the external portrayal of you because you're clear about what you're trying to communicate but you're not always clear about like what that looks like to the other person so I'm I'm pretty open to that now the one thing that I freaking despise working in white corporate America is passive aggressive communication that is oftentimes condescending I hate like at my core passive aggressive behavior please just say it don't be passive and then try to be aggressive so uh, And so this is coming off the top of my head, but like an example would be, oh, well, I thought that you were going to do that, but I mean, I guess I can do it. Okay, well, if you're going to do it, then just do it and shut up. Or, I'm sorry, I didn't see that email, but I mean, 
if I didn't respond, you could have just reached out to me. What? Or like when they have a problem with something, they might not always come to you about it. They might go to another coworker or they might go to your manager and not necessarily present it as a major issue, but just make sure they have a conversation with another person so that person can be the messenger. Like, I don't understand why they're afraid to be direct. And actually, no, I'll take a step back. I think the reason that they are less likely to be direct is because they don't know if that's going to be the blow up moment that we jump all over them or that we defend ourselves to the point where we call them out for something that they've done or some behavior that they have or whatever other issues we have with them. They just don't know how we're going to respond. And I wish that like it was clear that we're still human beings and it's very simple for you to understand that if I did that to you, how would you respond? So use that as the baseline for the expectation of how I should respond to you doing that to me. I just think that that's simple, but this passive aggressive thing is really, it burns me up on the inside. It could really start a fire inside my body. That's how much I hate it. Now, gratefully, I am in a position right now that my manager is from another country. And although she is white, I think she's like Italian or something like that. In addition to that, she dates a black man. So she is very much so into like equality. Everybody should be treated fair. She doesn't care what color they are. And I'm grateful for that much because I do feel like she's definitely my advocate. And I feel like oftentimes in these kinds of situations of being a millennial, working as a black professional in white corporate America, you do struggle with finding that manager that's your advocate. And I'm so grateful for her because she has allowed me to understand and you know she's never called out any like racial things but she does she is completely clear about the fact that whenever I feel like someone's trying to undermine me most often she feels the same way even if she doesn't feel the same way she's very proactive about mending relationships establishing or establishing relationships or developing an understanding within a relationship that respect is going to be the highest quality that has to exist or we're not going to be able to work together or we won't work with them. Like my manager is great like that. And so I have found that having a manager that's your advocate is probably the greatest thing that you could experience in life because it allows for some level of comfortability in that environment that was never really meant for you. Now, my key is to success at this point. And so, you know, I've been doing this for a while, but I've come up with a few things that I find help me navigate a little bit better. Number one, always be clear of your worth. Know your worth, love. As long as you know your worth, any tactic, scheme, attempt to belittle you, attempt to make you feel like any of that won't work. And allow the truth of your integrity to shine. And that's through your work. That's through the presentation of who you are. That's how you carry yourself. It's every aspect of who you are in that environment. Challenge yourself to develop your own path. Don't feel like you have to remain in their pathway to success. Don't feel like you're limited to their thoughts and their beliefs and the condescending nature of who they are. Understand that you're developing your own pathway to success and in doing so, you are the narrator of this lifetime original make it the best one that that's ever been written 
consistency speaks volume over anything else. If you are consistent in the way that you portray yourself, the way that you communicate through your work, how you carry yourself, the portrayal of who you are, in that essence, you are able to create an expectation of the kind of experiences that these individuals can expect from you. And in doing so, sometimes I find that that strengthens the relationship that you have with those individuals and they become a little bit more comfortable with you. They become a little bit more accepting of you. And it's so crazy that I'm saying someone has to accept me in 2019, but whatever. Don't allow the reserved nature of safety to be your meat button. I feel like as an African-American in professional environment, we are reserved as a safety mechanism because if we are obnoxious and rambunctious and openly 100% who we are at our core, oftentimes that's not accepted well and it's because it comes off aggressive or it comes off too domineering or they are threatened by our presence for whatever reason. And so then we take this more reserved presentation of who we are because we want to be safe. And I, I think it's fine to be reserved, but don't allow it to, to be a mute button for you. And, and what I mean by that, don't allow it to, don't allow it to block the growth of who you can become professionally in that environment. Don't allow it to stifle the growth of your career. Don't allow it to prevent you from being able to do your job most effectively and beyond that don't allow it to cause you to just be a mouse in a corner without a backbone no strength no ability to defend yourself no ability to stand up for who you are because you have to have some courage to just be yourself it takes more courage to be yourself than it ever takes to just be a mute in a corner it's important that my friends, my sisters, my brothers, all of y'all out here that's going to work every day and just trying to present yourself as the best version of who you're who you are, put your best foot forward five days a week, Monday through Friday, fifty two weeks in a year. I get it. I understand the struggle. I know that y'all are tired, but I think that we can play their game better than we ever imagined the way to play their game is prove them wrong every negative thought that they ever could have had the doubt that we aren't great enough the condescending nature of how they discuss our work ethic our existence our abilities our capabilities our knowledge the fact that they doubt us, that's enough ammunition for us to be extremely motivated to continue to be great. So for me, I excel in those kinds of environments because somebody somewhere doesn't think that I'm going to make it. Somebody somewhere in that environment is questioning whether I, I'm really able to do this job. Somebody in that environment wants me out. Somebody in that environment wants to give me a hard time because they feel like that will be the stumbling block or roadblock to my career development. And all of those things are the fuel that pushes me to be great, execute well, continue to be a team player, still willing to help you when you're having difficulty, always open to team efforts if necessary, whatever it is. 
I hope that this particular episode allowed you to really like walk down not even memory lane but like it's almost like take a step out of your life and just walk through your life observing your day-to-day experiences at work understanding the nuances of working in that environment and how it can it can possibly tear you down but there's a way to shift your perception of that entire experience and use it to motivate you to get to the next step because guess what one day boom you're going to be the manager and there are going to be some young people black white blue purple green working under you and you have the opportunity to change their experience you have the opportunity to change the narrative you have the opportunity to make sure that the next group of young professionals whether black 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 white blue yellow whatever they are that they get to experience corporate america in a different fashion than you did and that is what pretty much drives me to keep pushing every day and make sure that i'm putting my best foot forward and i hope that you know this has inspired that one person that was really dreading getting up and going to work tomorrow or really dreading sitting in the office right now to push through another day to realize that you deserve to be there and to really not get disgruntled with your work environment because of people that have no control over the favor that God has over your life to make you nothing but great for the rest of your life and possibly to achieve more than they've ever achieved. Because here's the reality of a few things. Some of those people are older than you. They're probably 20, 30 years older than you. Guess what? They're almost at the end of their career. Meanwhile, you're at the beginning. So imagine the possibilities of amazing blessings, the possibilities of impact and opportunities that stand in your path just because you are where you are right now. Like, don't let don't let these white folks get to y'all, man. We better than that. And as this black excellence era has evolved into this environment where Black people are starting businesses left and right. Black people are having positive impacts on so many different people. Black people are making changes in so many ways that we never imagined. Black children are achieving goals. Black children are growing, developing, learning in so many ways that we never imagined. Because all of those things are happening, that is enough confirmation for me to understand that this is exactly where I need to be because I am just as capable and just as amazing as the next person regardless of their race and I have a chance and I deserve a chance to be here so hopefully you all enjoyed the episode I know it wasn't as inspiring motivating or probably even as entertaining as my episodes normally are but I'm going to ask you definitely on this episode please like as always share definitely comment please I'd like to know your thoughts after listening to this episode and if in fact you have other conversations with your friends or counterparts please add me to those conversations because I'd like to be a part of that dialogue as well As always, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode, and I can't wait to chat with you guys next time. So this episode is entitled, The Better Than You Complex. (laughs) I am so over y'all getting on a soapbox, 
preaching a sermon about what somebody needs to do, what somebody doesn't need to do. This is why they're experiencing life this way. This is why they aren't thriving like you. Just ready to call out all kinds of behaviors. I just don't understand what is this competitive nature to be the best of something or to be better than other people that social media has really like supported like people are fighting for the best wedding the best wedding ring the best weave a wig the best car the best shoes the best house the purse the job the best or the most social media influence from likes shares comments the best boyfriend a girlfriend the best husband or wife to get the best side piece if you into that having the best friends you know the list can really go on forever but i think the one thing that we're all going to have to stop for a second and think about is you have no idea what those people have to do to get those things i remember being in college and watching someone's life from social media and i remember saying dang like i'm trying to be like her and the person's response to me was straight up listen you have no idea what that person has to do to get those glamorous things, as you call it. You have no idea what that person has to do to maintain that lifestyle. So understand that before you ever look at something, so you think they had the best wedding, but you don't know how they paid for it. They might still be paying for that wedding 10 years from now. The best wedding ring, guess what? They probably had to pay for that ring forever. They might have had to get a loan to buy that ring weave and wigs it could be somebody else weave a wig it could be somebody else shoes somebody else purse when it comes to having a house they might have this amazing house from the outside but the house might not even be furnished stuff might be off all the time but we'll never know any of that you worrying about having the most social media influence but most of the people that have the major influence on social media oftentimes struggle with self-esteem confidence validation you worrying about somebody having the best girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. They might be getting beat on at the house, disrespected, abusive relationships. You just have no idea what somebody is going through. And to just sit here and decide that you're better than someone because you decide to show off the fact that your husband bought you flowers. There might be another woman that lost her husband in a car accident and she can't get flowers from him anymore or there might be another woman that is getting flowers but guess what you can get flowers and still get beat up you just don't have no idea what people are going through and just because that's your experience it's great and i think there should be a level of gratitude and gratefulness for the fact that you are having an amazing experience but i think we all are grown enough at this point to understand that when things are going great there are still things that go wrong and we all got to kind of like be a little bit more accepting of that because guess what? You just got to live. Just live, love. And if you just live your life the way you want to live your life, you don't have to worry about the possibilities of falling short of being better than someone else. It's very confusing to me. It's a very confusing approach to life. It's like this crucifixion and judgment concept. Like, I am going to dog you because this has happened to you. I am judging you because... You don't have a new weave. You haven't gotten your hair done. Your nails are raggy. Your kids' hair have not been fixed in two weeks. 
You don't know if that girl lost her job. You don't know if she probably had to get her car fixed. I don't know. You just, you have no idea what people are going through. And I think the energy that we put into trying to be better than someone else, we can put that energy into uplifting and empowering the people around us. I don't know what your circumstances are. I don't know what you're going through right now. But I just want you to be encouraged. And I want you to know that whatever you're going through right now, like that joke is going to work itself out or everything is going to shift and that shift is going to turn everything around. Like, why can't we send those kinds of messages? I'm just curious. I'm just asking a few questions today because I want us to really get thinking about how negatively we discuss people, how negatively we want other people to fail so we can be better. That is the silliest thing I've ever heard. Nonetheless, like for me, when I see these kinds of people doing the kinds of things that I consider to myself, oh, that's actually nice. I look at it as motivation to to define my own happiness because although taking a trip might be fun, perhaps I don't want to go to the same city, state, country that you've gone to. Maybe I want to go someplace else or maybe I want to do something different when I get there. Like, when did we really get so committed to working 10 times harder to do something better than Britney or Ashley on our newsfeed? I don't get it. Like, has social media really opened the door for the gratification of victory over the next person? Or did it start in kindergarten, I guess, when you got that new hair bowl or your bomb-ass sneakers that you had and several people in your class were like, oh my gosh, where do you get that from? But I feel like that's, like, normal because that's instinctual as human beings. But I feel like social media has honestly opened the door for gratification of victory over the next person. Like, that is the saddest thing that I've seen. Like, we should not be happy because in this circumstance, we look good and the next person looks bad. Why do we care? Why why aren't we just so focused on being better every day? that we could care less with that comparison. And this all goes back to the social comparison theory where it's very unlikely that we would compare ourselves to people that are doing better than us. We're always going to compare ourselves to people that are doing worse than us. And that's downward comparison because downward comparison is like a stroke of our ego where upward comparison pretty much defines who we are, uh, devalues who we are and, and questions the greatness of who we are now as a woman especially a black woman or even just as a woman and or just as a human being i'm sorry i really want everyone to win so i don't understand why can't we all slay why can't we all fall in love why can't we all enjoy companionship and just live the way we want to without somebody else trying to just updo updo outshine us show off dim our light like consider all the time the energy the effort the stress that you put into trying to be better than somebody i just don't get that like why not decide to be better than you challenge yourself to succeed beyond your last achievement do more than what you did yesterday motivate more inspire more learn more grow more in every facet of your life like just be more like shoot for a better job for you Shoot for the best wedding that you desire. Shoot for that house if you don't have one. Shoot for that upgraded house. If you're working towards that, get that new car. 
Like, just focus on doing those things for you, not because anybody else is doing it, not because you care about what someone else has, and watch how it will shift your grind. You will be so focused at being better each and every time that you will begin to see that that energy propels you to nothing but greatness every time. You become more committed to yourself. Because you realize the kind of energy that you're pouring into your soul. When you decide that you want to be better in every facet of life and you put that energy there, you would be surprised at the outcomes that you can achieve there. And once you begin to see greatness happen for you because you have stayed on this path, you will continue to keep that kind of traction so that greatness continues to be yours. Now, you become a positive influence for others without the thirst to be seen. And to me, that just speaks to authenticity. A lot of the time, people gravitate to the authentic nature of individuals versus the show-off. You just want me to see you dressed up, you cute, you got some makeup on, you got a wig on, you got some new, you got some new braids, you got on this cute outfit, you got this new bag, you got a car, whatever, whatever. But if you're if you're really there to tell your story so that it can be a testimony for someone else so that they can understand that it wasn't easy and there was a struggle you had to work to get to that point there was a grind that accompanied this level of success that you've currently achieved because you didn't tell them everything every step of the way because that's not realistic like when you're going through something and when you're grinding out to get to a certain point in life sometimes you can't do that openly because in doing so you lose focus you're so focused on allowing everyone to see your experience that you're not really just living in it learning from it growing from it and using it as a testimony to others that this will happen but you will come out victorious in the end Beyond that, it's healthy to worry about you and simply observe the happenings of everything else. If you can make you your major focus and eliminate all of the chatter around you, you have no choice but to be great. And I think this better than you complex really needs to take a shift before you start to decide that you want to call some people out that you want to be better than and that's a portrayal of being better you might not be better because you have no idea either way if you're better or not because this could all be a show or this could be reality it's questionable we all know social media just shows us the good things it never shows us the struggle it never shows us the true grind unless we're just trying to show off or something like that so really take the chance to just focus on you be better than you were yesterday, last week, last month, last year, 10 years ago. Whatever it takes, whatever comparison you need, like use the social comparison theory to either upwardly compare or downwardly compare yourself to who you used to be. Consider the kind of growth and development that you've experienced thus far in life and use that to propel you forward. Consider those aspects of your life that were very difficult for you but look at the strength that you developed on the other side and really consider how what was supposed to break you built you up in ways that you never even thought you thought you were going to lose it you thought you were going to break so why use all those life lessons just to worry about the next person do you realize 
that you have an opportunity every day to be better than you were yesterday because God is so gracious that he he grants us grace in a way that even human beings can't really wrap their head around. We wake up every day with another chance to get it right. So why not get it right with you? Work on you and God and y'all can work on that. And there's no need for you to consider what anybody else is doing and try to conjure up some idea of being better than someone because can somebody tell me what's the reward for being better than whoever on social media? That's all I want to know. If somebody can tell me that, like, what is the reward for being better than someone on social media or in general? If someone can tell me that, I would really appreciate an explanation behind it, too, because for me, I don't see any level of success in trying to be better than anyone but me. So I want to challenge you today to take an opportunity to consider the ways that you can be better and execute everyone. And when you're done with those, consider new ways. And it can be small or large, whichever you prefer. But I, my prayer is that every day you wake up and you consider how you can be better than the day before. And I actually think that that's a great practice. And you know what? I'm going to call myself out. I'm going to start doing that for myself. I'm going to write it in my planner so that I can keep track of it. And I'm going to challenge you to do the same thing. And actually, I might even start doing it on my social media. So please, as always, remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. And make sure that you leave me your comments on how you can be better than you were yesterday when I post this episode. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much for listening. I can't wait to chat with you guys next time. Welcome back to another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that seem to be taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome back to another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that seem to be taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that seem to be taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. 
Your support is greatly appreciated. another episode of In Jessica's Corner, where I discuss the topics and areas of life that seem to be taboo. I'm committed to saying the things that people think or admitting the thoughts and feelings that insecurities prevent from being admitted. I invite you to join me in just being open and transparent with yourself as you listen to each and every episode. As always, please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Your support is greatly appreciated. Thank you.